today's episode of Owning It with me, your host, Meg Roundall-Green. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for coming along to this episode. And it's one that's very close to my heart. And I noticed that recently I've been having a lot of guests and I wanted to just do a solo episode because I know you guys really like the solo episodes as well, when I'm just going to break down some useful information and give you some really tactical actionable steps for you to put into your business. So that's why I'm coming on today to talk about this. It's very close to my heart and it's something that's come up a lot in conversations with clients, past clients, my current audience, people that I work with. Um, It's really just one of those things that crops up and I wanted to give you my perspective on the content strategy, content online. I feel like This can be a huge stumbling block for so many people because you see so much content and there is so much out there and you're consuming all the time. You're looking at Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, you name it, it's there. So it can be very overwhelming when you start an online business because there is this belief and this perception that unless you have everything completely scheduled, mapped out, planned, prioritized, curated, looking beautiful, that you can't have a successful business. And I wanted to talk about this specifically because it's a huge trap that I see a lot of my clients falling into and a lot of people that I would love to help and work with, but they feel like they have to get everything on the content side sorted before they can start making sales. And it's just not true. So I wanted to talk to you about this um, for that reason, because it's one of the huge things that I see holding people back from actually doing the thing that's going to make results, which is uh, reaching out to people and making sales, because you cannot underestimate the power of direct outreach and an excellent content strategy. So don't get me wrong, Content is wonderful. It supports your long-term goals. It creates a brand. It creates a presence. It creates your personality. It allows people to see what you do. And I have a very soft spot for content marketing because that's my background. That's what I know um, from the digital space. And it's really, I have huge faith in it. What I don't agree with is the thought or the current Um, the current take on content that it has to be a certain way and when we talk about just being authentic being showing up as ourselves all of these dare I say it buzzwords at the moment what does that actually mean when it translates to your content because what I see happening is people trying to be authentic and thinking hmm is this post authentic instead of just posting exactly what you feel like posting which is actually being authentic. So number one, don't get caught into the trap of feeling you have to show up and be a certain way to attract clients. Be exactly who you are. And when I say that, I really mean it as in show them that you're weird, show them that you have a wacky sense of humor, show them you're you're sarcastic, show them that you... um, you love food and you're obsessed with Star Wars, I don't know, whatever is you, show them that because the people who get you and like you and want to work with you 
will get that vibe. And the people who don't, that's fine, because you'd rather work with people who really get you for you. So this is kind of number one (laughs) when we're talking about authentic content. And it can be very hard to find that voice that is you, because it's not just how you show up in your daily life. It's like transmitted through a digital device. So there is a, a remove, like how do you translate you, your personality, your vibe, your energy, your skills, your sense of humor? How does how do you encapsulate that through the medium of digital devices? That is hard and it's not going to be just showing up, spurting random stuff. Um, you know, that's it's it's going to have a removed step to it and that's where I think people struggle because it's just translating that authentic sense of you into a post that really comes from your heart that really speaks to what you want to say and how you want to show up in the world and that's that's a tricky skill it's not something that will come overnight but the more you do it and the more you actually stay true to what you want to say the easier it will become and the second thing I want to talk about is so number one don't overthink (laughs) show up as you be unapologetic about being you. Be unapologetic about saying what you believe is true by calling things out that you think are wrong, by making a stand for what you think is good and the value that you want to create. Just you can do that. You're allowed to do that. That's important that you do that. You have a very important message to share and you can't share anybody else's message because it won't work. So the second thing is don't consume so much content from people within your industry, within your space, within your niche. That becomes very confusing and it becomes very muddying because your message is yours. And when you consume a lot of content that's not yours, it becomes really confusing because you suddenly start to look at what everyone else is doing, what they're saying, and really overanalyzing that content and thinking maybe that will work for me or she's done this maybe that's the take I should use maybe I should go on this topic and it can be very distracting for a start but also it you'll get lost you'll lose your own voice in that process you'll lose your own sense of what you stand for what you believe in how you want to show up in the world when you look at too many other different voices That's not to say don't be inspired by people, absolutely. But when I noticed and I made a conscious effort to narrow down the people that I followed because it was just getting too much, actually. The noise, the digital noise was too much. When I made a conscious decision to follow maybe one or two people, one or two people, literally podcasts, posts, content, everything, one or two, the quality of my own content absolutely transformed because I was spending more time with myself and my thoughts than with others. So um, I was very selective about who I chose to follow and I'd be happy if you want to send me a message and, you know, kind of ask me the questions about how I got to that point and who I wanted to follow. I'd be more than happy to share that. That's probably a topic for a whole nother episode. Um, But when I did that consciously and spent more time reflecting, spent more time thinking, the quality of what I was producing got a billion times better. 
and I felt very much more aligned with it. I felt more on track with it. I felt happier with it. I didn't have any internal conflict about what I was saying because it was just what I wanted to say. It was just what I wanted to share and what I felt was true and what I felt to be my experience and all of those good things. So that's the second thing, really just being conscious of what you're consuming online and, you know, podcasts, all the rest of it. Now, I love me a bit of Netflix and my downtime. I tried to replace it with reading time. It did not work. (laughs) So Netflix time in the evenings is how my husband and I will relax, we'll spend some time together and we'll watch something light and frothy on Netflix. And that's going to remain in my life. I'm not going to be one of these people that swears off all TV because I enjoy it so much. So, you know, consuming what you want to consume and being very selective about what you want to take into your brain is absolutely really great in being intentional is really the thing and it kind of doesn't matter who you choose to follow like that's that's you you can read what you want watch what you want follow who you love that's all you so going with what feels great to you and what feeds your mind as opposed to drains your energy and that's a really important thing um so that's number two and the last thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to content strategy, long-term plan is I think there's a there's a double-sided way of looking at content. So you have to do things now for the long-term to build your personal brand, to build your company brand, to build your long-term future of what you stand for. So there has to be an element of forward thinking in your content. It can't all be spur of the moment. I feel like doing this. I'm going to post this. I mean, it can be, but you do want to have an eye on the next six months to one year. What do you want to create who do you want to welcome into your business? Who do you want to come into your business in a year's time? And think about that person and think about how you can support them and how you can support that happening in your business. So when you think about content, and this a good example of this is, I was recently having a conversation with one of my coaches about starting a blog. And to me, I'm a very impatient person. (laughs) I like everything to be now or yesterday. And it's something I'm working on. But I know that I'm very, I can be quite short term when in my view. And it's something that I really need to focus on working on. And she said, actually, if you start a blog with a long term view, that's building your long term brand. That's building long term equity in your brand because that's always going to be there in the world. You're always going to get SEO rankings for a blog. You're always going to get new clients from a blog. You're always going to be seen as being an authority when you have a blog, but it's not an immediate win. It's not going to be you do it for two weeks and suddenly you have two clients. So it forced me to have that dual perspective on my business. What can I do now that's going to build my business to where I want it to go in a year's time? And how do I balance that with what I need to do now to get the results in three months time? So when you're thinking about your content and what you should be spending time on, absolutely think about the now and kind of creating content that engages and grabs and makes you stand out and says what you want to say 
But also think about what can you produce that's going to be an asset for you in the long run. So that could be a podcast, it could be a blog, it could be a book, um, it could be a series of ebooks, it could be a quarterly newsletter that you then compile. Like, what is your longer term? plan and how can you build that into your weekly habits and your weekly tasks and your weekly activities that it's not too painful (laughs) because when I think about writing a weekly blog my initial thought is oh that's going to take ages (laughs) that's what I thought initially I don't want to do that (laughs) that's going to take too much time I want to focus my time on working with my clients and doing this and doing that but if you can find a way of building in long-term gain into your week. So for me, that would probably be um, writing half a blog or maybe just coming up with the outline of the blog and making sure that I work on that and create that so that I can enjoy the the rewards of that later on. So that in a year's time, when people look for my website, they see that, they can read some articles, they can get a great feel of what I do and how I write and see me as an authority. So that's an example that I'm going to offer up for that kind of long-term view versus short-term view of content. So it's really important to keep building that and keep that in mind, because if you always have that day-to-day short-term view in your business, you'll wake up in six months and you'll be in exactly the same spot, day-to-day short-term view of your business, because you'll be having, your, your, your results are going to be created by that action and it won't change. So you have to have the balance of the immediate versus the long-term. And how does that look in your week? How does that look when you structure your time? How does that look for you when you're mapping out your daily tasks? It's a really good activity to do and just maybe take 20 minutes or so and think about what your three-year goal is and what your one-year goal is and then what actions can support those two different timescales. So the last thing about content strategy, and this is a huge topic, by the way, this cannot be covered in one podcast episode. I'm sure you've listened to a thousand different podcasts about how to create excellent content online that gets clients. So much so that there's an entire industry, there are entire coaches who just focus on helping you just with your content strategy. So it's absolutely enormous. Um, I'm barely scratching the surface. But the way that I think about it is, what are you creating in the world? And how does your content support that view of you and support the results that you want to see? It's really as simple as that. How do you show up in the world via your content? If someone were to read a post, one post that they saw on Facebook or LinkedIn or even a TikTok video, would that give them a great sense of you, what you do and who you're there for? And yes, you can intersperse your sales posts with personality posts and inspiration and just this is what I'm eating for lunch today posts. That's absolutely fine. But if somebody were to jump into your Instagram and read, look at the first two things, would they know you? And that's a really good measure of whether your content is speaking about you and more importantly, about the people who you want to serve. Because when you take yourself out of the equation in a weird way when you think about them first 
and what they need from you takes all of the pressure off. It's less about you. It's less about it being the you show. (laughs) And you can stop overthinking and stop worrying and stop fearing being judged. Because when you take that out and think, actually, what do my clients need from me? What do my audience, what does my audience need to hear? What do they need to take away? And how can I serve them best? And I'm going to show up as me because that's just for fun. I want it to be fun and I want it to be engaging. So when you kind of flip it on its head and think about content really being, it's there to be service of service and of value to either inspire or be funny or educate or make someone's day better, um, engage them in some conversation that they hadn't thought about before. That's what it's there for. It's not just there for you to say how amazing you are all the time. That's very boring to read. (laughs) People generally don't like to read stuff like that because it's really boring. People care about themselves (laughs) and they want to get value from what you provide. If you can do that, you are already 99% of the way there. The rest you don't have to worry about. Don't overthink it. Share what you want to share. Share from the heart. Be you. Um, And I just leave you with a a thought because when I first started in this and I was consuming so much content and listening to just so many podcasts all the time, you know, every time I would get in the car, I'd put on a different podcast. I was listening to about eight or nine different podcasts on rotation. Like I was binging. I was just going all in. Um, And something my mum said to me when I was saying, oh, I'm thinking of getting some photos done. Everyone says you need to have brand photos for your website. And I think I need to have some pictures. She said, just take a picture of what your kitchen looks like with your kids and making a mess. And my initial reaction was like, no, why would I ever do that? Why would I show my actual life? (laughs) Why would I show people what a total mess my kitchen can be when my three kids are around and everyone's like shouting, (laughs) they're trying to get dinner? Why would I do that? And it was interesting because now I look back at that conversation and she's absolutely right. I should share that, but people don't like to share that. People don't like to show the actual, actual. It's like, this is my life, but it's kind of filtered. I'm going to pretend that it is not as messy and chaotic and um, overrun with children as it actually is because I think that's about the acceptable level that people will like but it's just an interesting thought because now I think about it and I'd absolutely have no problem with having a picture of me surrounded by dirty dishes and one kid in my arm one on my leg and one like blowing me a raspberry behind my back because that's pretty much my daily life (laughs) that's what my life looks like not all the time it's not always like that But when they're around, that's pretty much what it looks like. And why wouldn't I want to share that? Because I want to help women who have a similar experience, who don't have it all perfect and together and everything's super organized and systems here and systems there and their children are perfectly behaved because that's not ever a reality for anybody. Despite what you see on Instagram, despite what you see when people post pictures of their gorgeous homes, perfectly curated, that's not real anyway. So it was just an interesting moment when I realised that she's absolutely right and I should always listen to my mum. So I will leave you with that thought. And remember, when you're creating, when you are in that zone of and you feel you're overthinking 
and you can sense that's happening, just remember people don't really mind. What they care about is that you're adding some value to their day. However you do that, if you make them smile, if you give them a tip, if you inspire them to do something, if you give them some kind of different perspective, that's what people care about. So if you come from that place of thinking about them first and getting over yourself essentially and getting over worrying about what people will think about you, then that will transform how you think about your content and what you post. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, I can't wait to hear what you think about this. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I would absolutely love to hear because everyone's got a different take on this. Um, Everyone's got an opinion about what is the way to do it. And there is no right way or wrong way. It's just absolutely my opinion on how I like to show up and how I like to help my clients show up. So send me a message if you've loved this episode please, please, please do me a favor and go and leave me a five-star rating and review of the podcast. It means so much to me because it means I can get this out to more women who are setting up their businesses and really help them to navigate these marketing and sales things that come up. So if you can leave me a five-star rating, I would be absolutely thrilled. I will be, if you send me a screenshot of the review and um, tag me in your stories or you can email it to me at meg at mrgcoaching.co.uk then I will feature you on my Instagram I'll feature you on my stories and I'll get you some publicity and visibility that way too I cannot wait to hear from you guys go ahead and follow me at mrg underscore coaching on Instagram as ever I'm here you can dm me feel free I'm always happy to chat take care bye